Welcome to the Attributive Security Podcast, where we discuss information security issues. Keep listening today, where we'll be discussing SWOT. We'll get into what's a weakness, what's a strength, what's an opportunity, and what's a threat, and why it's important to classify correctly. My name is Martin, and I'm joined today by Maurice. Maurice, you were saying recently you were frustrated about people getting confused between what's a a weakness and what's a threat. Yes, I did. Maybe we should talk about that today and we could broaden that out to a whole SWOT, go through all those different factors and discuss what we think fits in in what area and maybe why it's important that you get things, you separate out the the threats and the weaknesses and get those right. Yeah, that'd be great because it is frustrating to see, I I think. I've seen many risk registers in which you will then see a risk description of, like I said before, uh, control deficiency. That's what the risk assessment sometimes is. Control deficiency uh, uh, checklist. But when you then look into the elements of what they've identified as the risk, you see that people confuse what is a threat and confuse what is a weakness. There's no clear distinction for people what is inside their system and what is outside their system. And system is undefined here. That could be your business, that could be a computer, that could be the data center. But is it is it really a weakness and a threat or is it a, a weakness and... I guess the realization of the impact relating to a threat. I haven't been sleeping very well at the moment, so I'm sort of bit up in the air. And that is that a weakness that that I'm not really functioning on on all cylinders, or is that a an impact of of a threat? Ah, uh, that is a result of a threat exploiting a weakness in you. However, to some other situation in another scenario. This could be a weakness being exploited again. So this is where it becomes a challenge, of course, that sometimes a threat hits your vulnerability where you are vulnerable, with, which has a result. And then in another situation, that result has decreased your posture, your how you are, and therefore it is a weakness. So how do we go about working out what it is? You mentioned internal versus external, and I think that's... That's something people well, talk say, about. Let's say, yeah, your brains are susceptible to noises during the night. So a threat to this is that uh, there's construction going on outside during the night. Don't ask me why. But in the midst of the night, there's somebody taking a drill, your neighbor, and starts drilling holes. Okay. okay. So you wake up because you're susceptible. You're vulnerable to this. Okay. The impact is that you're not rested, you're not, you, you don't sleep well, so you, you feel tired. And then I'm less effective, right. Well, now you're saying an effect of this impact. So during the day, somebody in your household is doing what they're normally doing, vacuum cleaning, and you can't take that because you are tired. Because of the tiredness, your, you, your weakness is bigger, and therefore right. you, you can't cope with that. So I have a, in that situation, I have a limitation. You have a limitation. And the, limit, that, and the limitation is a, is a weakness. Yes, that lim- and, and that limitation would normally be uh, uh, less. Right? You could cope with more normally. Right. Is that, is that a term? It turtles down? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it could be. Right, so one one situation just adds up to another situation. But we need to be clear in keeping this, this separation of a weakness and indeed, like you were saying, the impact of in one scenario and the weakness and the impact in another scenario. Right. So you you being tired is 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 not a weakness when you're sleeping. Uh, I, I, when the, th the threat is somebody drilling holes. Right. The weaknesses, the strengths are relative specific to the context you're looking at. Yes. If we're looking at this in terms of sort of a risk analysis, a strength in one area could actually manifest as a weakness somewhere else. Absolutely. This could be systemically. So whatever is happening in your span of control, your context could have an impact on somebody else in, in another area in the organization, negative or positive. But even, even when it comes to competitors, right? If one competitor goes down, this might provide an opportunity to your organization to reach to those customers. Is another way of looking, you're talking about competitors there, is, an, is another way of looking at it that a weakness is a competitive thing. So you're looking at it relative to your competitor and saying, well, they're better at this than I am. I have a, not necessarily a fault or a defect, but I'm, I'm not as strong as they are in this area. So that's relatively a weakness. Yes, because um, if your processes aren't streamlined, so you can't produce X amount of your products per period, let's say you'd like to produce cars and you can only produce one car a day and Tesla can produce how many cars a day? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, your weakness of not having everything streamlined is impacted by their beneficial approach to a, a, a maximum use of their capabilities. That weakness is only relevant if I'm actually selling cars faster than I'm making them. Uh, yes. Or wanting, wanting to. to. Yes, is that indeed... Um, if that so the impact of course of that uh, what you're zooming in on there uh, if that is not beyond an appetite because you don't want to sell that many cars per day yeah who bothers yeah it's still technically a, a weakness but it's not what's the point in enumerating our weaknesses list listing down all the weaknesses if if they don't actually have an effect on something you've got to look at is this weakness relevant in this situation yes indeed I agree, and that is the whole point that my concerns, or, or that's why my concerns are, because um, people often take into consideration elements that are not in the context of what they should be zooming in on. They're confusing what is a threat to the, the business targets, the goals, and what's the weakness of this. Too often people have the, are looking in, at elements that are not important. In the context yes. of, of that risk assessment, I usually say during when I'm when I'm presenting uh, SAPSA training, the risk assessment should be done in a certain risk context. So when you're doing a risk assessment in the financial domain, you're you're not talking about TCP/IP packet injections. That, that doesn't have any right. play there. The same as when you are doing a risk uh, an assessment on the network where it's all about TCP/IP packets and inconsistency in UDP or being hijacked or whatsoever. You're not talking about the spreadsheet having the wrong integers and percentage in a cell and therefore having wrong financial calculations, right? Um, right, yeah. You're, you're looking at your strengths and your weaknesses around your network operations and your network design. And yeah, 
yeah, right in scope, in, in context. What I definitely also see, and that is where I have the main concern here, is that people confuse the threat with a weakness. Okay, so you've, you've also mentioned another word while, while we've been talking here. You've mentioned vulnerability. Ah, yes. So we've got weakness, vulnerability, and threat. And yeah. you know, how do they play together? I think, uh, I think a vulnerability is something that's exploited by a threat. I think a weakness can be exploited by a threat. So what's the difference between a weakness and a vulnerability? Then? For me, there isn't. It's the same. Like, like you were saying, a weakness is, is something that can be exploited by a threat and the vulnerability is the same might be well whatever the weakness is i, I want to say it's it's a malfunctioning of the system basically because it's not as it is designed to to behave or to act you are vulnerable to or you are weak to to me that is the same okay okay i'm just i'm just trying to think this through i mean weaknesses i think can can exist in capabilities in capacity in resources I guess quite often we think about vulnerabilities in terms of technology, but you're yes. right, a, a process can have vulnerabilities. Yeah. People certainly have vulnerabilities. Yes. I think when we're talking about people, I think we probably consider a vulnerability and a weakness slightly differently. I see what you mean. So you would say, uh, I am weak in the term that I'm not strong. Yes. It's less specific to a, a threat or a scenario. You have more generalized weakness, and it's probably more used in a relative sense as well. Okay. If, if you have a strength, then because you have a strength, and in a sense I am being scored against you, I could be considered to have a weakness in that area relative to you. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. In, um, so if somebody can run the 100 meters in 10 seconds, yeah. you could consider yourself to be weak because you cannot if, you, if you'd run it in 12 seconds. Then comparatively, you, you are weaker, yes. Okay, so in that now, sense... It, it's, it's then in the sense of, well, at what point does that become... You know, that is a weakness that can be exploited by, by somebody else who's stronger. Yes. But it doesn't become a vulnerability until there's actually a, a risk of a negative impact to me. So there's... So a... if, if, if the bear is chasing us, I am that, I, do, I, do I now become vulnerable because the other guy can run faster than me? Does that weakness become vulnerability? You're saying that you can be weak, but if there's no threat, you're not vulnerable. I'm postulating that, yes. Yeah, but I am not weak. If there's no competitor faster than I am, which has an impact that I believe that it's negative for somebody to be faster than me. I'm not weak if there's nobody stronger or I don't care about somebody being stronger because that doesn't threaten me. But in the, in the situation where you're the only guy there, the bear is still running after you. So yeah, which vulnerable. is unfortunate because you so you're just still need... vulnerable, right? Yes, as I would say, which is indeed unfortunate because you don't have to be. I mean, it doesn't matter how slow you are; you just need to be quicker, faster than the other guy who's with you. <laughs> well, that, that's how the saying goes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm heading towards is our strengths and weaknesses, just how you compare in a, in a given area, and as we said, they're they're going to vary. 
between you and and your competition, whatever that might be. That might be in a market, that might be in in some other context. Are you relatively stronger or relatively weaker than somebody else? Yeah, but the key word you you expressed there is context, right? If it's in context, then it it matters. If it's not in context, then, then, then the question is, would you consider that to be a weakness or... Well, you say it's in, it's in context. If I've, if I've identified some strengths, let's go to strengths for a minute. If I've identified some strengths, do I identify the strengths and then look for ways that I could ex- exploit those strengths and, in a sense, from those strengths derive some potential opportunities? Or do I, no, do no, I, no, do no, I independently no. find the opportunities and the strengths and then decide I can exploit them? Yeah, so it, how it should go is there is an opportunity outside there and... If you have the strength, the capability, insight, then you can leverage that opportunity to reach benefit. But how do I identify the opportunity? Uh, how do you identify a threat? Do you have to assess the environment? You need to analyze the environment. Okay, so when I'm when I'm analyzing the environment in terms of threats, I'm I'm looking at, at what what damage could be done to me. Well, to to uh, put the terminology correct here, we need to identify threats and opportunities, and in analyzing them we are indeed identifying the likelihood of those threats and opportunities occurring well that's the analysis we need to be doing but during the identification yes we need to identify the the threats that are out there that could potentially harm us and we need to identify opportunities that could potentially lead to benefit have an increase on our performance target or whatever that performance target may be right because it's all dynamic and it's it's all interrelated. You know, yes. we could identify a opportunity and that could lead us to to want to develop strengths that we don't have. Yes, yes, indeed. Because right. it is in the in, in the identification and the analysis, we can then say, okay, we don't have the capacity to basically get that new software or get that new technology that's out there, presenting them as an opportunity. So your strategy becomes to invest in developing that strength. Equally, you could discover a strength and then that, I guess, can can direct some of your analysis and, and you can specifically be looking for opportunities where you could use that. Yes, but the same as with a threat, we all know you can't manage a threat. You can only hopefully deter a threat. You can't manage the opportunity. You can only hope for that opportunity to present itself and you, you sort of support the initiative for an opportunity to exist. But you don't own the opportunity. You don't own the threat. You can't manage. Not to the extent as you would like it as you can do with a vulnerability, a weakness and a strength. No, but in terms of opportunity, if you're if you, if you're looking at threats, you've you've got threat actors that you're maybe considering, and you've got behaviours that you're looking at. Yeah. Now, you could have you could identify a threat with no knowledge of that having been exploited against anybody else ever. So you have to you have to look at, at, at threats and opportunities, and in both cases, you could be the first person. You could find a, a you could identify a threat that you have not seen exploited in the wild. You've never heard of anybody actually having been been hit by this. You could you could be patient zero. Yeah. Equally, you could identify an opportunity, a, a first mover opportunity. You could be the the person to create that market. Yes. 
in that in that regard you're probably looking in the latter case you're probably looking at i have these strengths i have these uh, advantages over over my competition how ca- how can i exploit that it's not finding an opportunity that's already been acknowledged by somebody else uh, no 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 um um what i meant by opportunity is uh and i i failed to express this at cosec in melbourne last year uh, during the Rome session, I was too quick actually in saying that we should consider the opportunity to be the opposite of the threat. That's not what I meant, but that is what I said. What I meant is a threat sits outside and and tries to get in. An opportunity sits outside for you to drag it in. Right? An opportunity, and this is also in, in the SWOT, what people confuse too often is that the opportunity is something they perceive as as the result of we have the opportunity of getting more customers now that's the result of your activity an opportunity is is there's tooling outside there there's new technology being developed that we can use to streamline our processes and then the beneficial event of this is that we can have more customers and more customers opposed to the target that said we need to have a customer growth of 10% annually and then hey there's new tooling outside there named opportunity we have the strength because we have skilled people able to work with that new technology so let's 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 start using this and that has a beneficial event of instead of 10% growth we can have 15% growth but yeah, I guess there's a lot of cases around innovation or this innovation or using the... you know, you say there's tooling out there. Maybe there's tooling's been out there and, and you're actually applying it in a different context. Yeah, absolutely. Or or I said, well, uh, there's tooling, but it can also be that your competitor goes down for whatever reason. So that's an opportunity because you can now you can now pursue their customers. So do you have the strength? Do you have the capability in the organization? to reach out to those customers. If that's not the case, because you don't have enough bandwidth on your channels, you have to, you might consider improving the bandwidth on your channels. So to a degree, and it's not universal, I guess, the opportunities that are out there are opportunities that your competitors have as well. Now they may have different strengths, strengths they can bring to play in that. Yes. But yes. Your, your strengths and their strengths are, are specific to yourselves. The opportunities in a broader sense, a shared. You know, if yes. you're in the same market, you're competing. You're making cars. I think we we said earlier. Yeah. The opportunities are there to you know the opportunities were there for everyone to to make electric cars. And and how many are being sold at Teslas these days? Right. You know, and they they are actually a new market entry. And that's like you were saying, right? You can be patient zero. Um, and Tesla was sort of patient zero in in developing uh, electric cars as they have started developing them with 500 kilometers of mileage instead of the the 200 that the hybrids had before. Yeah. So, um, that's... so I think that's where the where the external environment comes in in terms of threats and opportunities are things that are out there that you can you can exploit or or not exploit depending on on your strengths and weaknesses and equally somebody else can do that the strengths and weaknesses are sort of internal and based on you know what resources what capabilities what capacities what what you have threats and opportunities are external and i guess in some cases they may be maybe something that that is very specific to you if you are a first entrant in a market maybe you have an opportunity that somebody else does but actually the, the the first mover advantage i think is overplayed a lot and there's a lot of a lot of examples where the, the sort of second mover actually goes on to gain an advantage yes because they are able to learn from your failures 
before they before they commit to putting something before in the they, yes indeed right <laughs> and this is i had a, a chat yesterday with simon cross and uh, and richard lane good chaps and they um, we had a short discussion on, on failing fail fast forward right uh, just just fail but as long as you don't in failing you don't crush your appetite you are in time you're you should be in time uh, capable of being in time of, of, of recovering from that failure and move forward so failing could be your early warning and as long as you don't crush that appetite it's it's fine to fail because that's how you learn to walk it when is you fell it you is. fell over you did it again so how do how do we relate that i guess threats are, are something i guess people are more familiar with the the saying that they they only need to to get lucky once and you need to get lucky every time to defend against them which i don't think is entirely true i think there there are advantages and disadvantages on both sides but you're looking at opportunities the failing once doesn't mean you that you failed is essentially what you're saying you you learn from your failure you come back stronger and you potentially get another chance at that opportunity yes right as long as the failing that you're doing is not reaching a max which is 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 reaching an impact you can't cope with it's it's fine and of course provided you have enough resources to recover from the mini failures the mini impacts all the impacts of the mini failures added together might still push you over over the appetite uh, line there another thing to think about and i don't know if you've got any thoughts on this and how how they differ so we were talking about threats and weaknesses how if how do how do they evolve over time? How do how do you how do your how do your weaknesses change? I guess there's proactively trying to uh, work on your weaknesses to uh, reduce your weakness, or maybe turn your weakness into a strength in some way. Yes. Um, whereas with with a threat, I guess you can you can't what you were saying earlier. You can't affect the threat. You can only affect your your response to it, your susceptibility to it. So you can yes. If, if you've identified something and it's something you can within your control, you you can you can affect. Is that an indicator that that's a weakness rather than a threat? Uh, I usually turn it the other way around. Uh, when you are identifying the the elements, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and let's focus on the threats and the weaknesses here. Uh, when you're identifying those, ask yourself: Can I indeed manage it? No, then it's a threat. Can I manage it? Is it under my control? Then it's a part of your system. Then it's a part of your your context in which you can do something. Right? It's it's in your domain. Okay. Yeah. Hackers. Can you control hackers? No. Can you... Uh, so people working inside the organization, somebody from a different department is is doing the wrong things with the spreadsheets, your spreadsheets. Okay. Can you, can you manage that person to the full extent? No. No. So he's outside your, he's outside your domain. He's a threat to your spreadsheet and the information in that spreadsheet. Okay. So, so you've, you've said something quite important there. Because you you've narrowed down and you've been more specific on on your internal and external environment. Your internal environment yes. is is your domain of control. Yes. Your external yes, is absolutely. is stuff outside of your control, which may be in your organisation. Which may be in your organisation, absolutely. Um, and I think I think that's a a tripping point for for some people is my external organisation is things outside my company. My internal organisation and and you know we we all talk from time to time about internal threat i believe that doesn't really exist a threat is always outside now if we're we're having the semantic discussion of inside means within the organization oh 
okay, but that insider doesn't comply to the policy and therefore he is not a part of that particular domain in scope. Yeah, you, you have a subversive element within, so, but so they're not actually an insider. Yeah, right, Let, let's put it this way. So there's a network and an application, both within the organization, the same building, the same the same uh, brand. Okay. okay. Now, something wrong is, is happening on the network. Just let's say there's downtime, right? It's down, which is a result of a threat and a weakness hitting each other in the network. The result, the impact is that the network is down. Yep. How does that relate to the application? Is that a weakness? of the application or is that, that impact a threat to the application? I would say the latter. I would say the latter. Right. So, and it's, it's important to understand this difference because the application can't control the impact on the network can only work on the weakness it would, it would have against this impact and its own impact. Here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't, it can't control the network. It can maybe. It can only take into consideration the level of impact, the likelihood of that impact, the threat, right? The impact of the, the, the network being down is considered to be a threat to the application. And it needs to assess the likelihood of this. It needs to assess the likelihood of the weakness that this threat can exploit. And that results in the impact on the application domain. And, uh, and this is network as an external uh, element there, but we could go deeper and say the back office, if we're using MQ, and MQ is not responding. Is that a threat to the application or is that a weakness of the application? I would again say it's not a part of the application. It's, it's, it's a part of the broader application ecosystem. It's indeed, if you, if you zoom bigger, it's, it's, a, it's a sub element. So the application it, but... cannot perform the service, the function it's designed to do without, without those other elements working. Yes, without those other elements working. And now the question would be, are those elements a part of the application domain or are those outside? If they are outside, they are a threat. And I think that that comes down to, as you touched on before, sphere of control. If yes. you're looking at it from a, a SAPSA perspective, I guess, what does the domain model look like? What is the relationship between those those, those two spheres of, of control? Is is one of yeah. are they in the same domain? Is one a subset of the other subdomain of the other? Or are they peer yeah. domains? So, and that'll depend on the organization. Well, it depends on the organization, but more important, it depends it depends on the delegation of the risks and the, the distribution of the appetite. Yes. What I, what I mean is different different organizations will decide to do that differently. Yes, indeed, indeed. Because that has to do with matter expertise. If you're not a matter expert, why would you why would you be involved in dealing with the risks around that particular element? And this is what I usually see in risk assessments or during risk assessments, and then and then documented in risk register is that people have this confusion between the threat and the weakness, and they start summing up threats as a weakness or vice versa. Challenge, of course, because then you may you may ask, so what? What's the problem with that? Well, uh, that's that's the the important question, is it? What? Why? Why do we need? Why to get does it right? this matter? <laughs> yeah. Well, Why do we need to know simple. what's a weakness, what's what's a threat, and the other the other one, which maybe you can opportunity and a well, no, the other one you mentioned, maybe you can fit in as well, is a controlled efficiency. So why is it why is uh, yes. it important that we get those why, right? If I don't know what the threat is, I don't know what my measures against the threat could be. If I consider the threat to be a weakness, then somebody may believe that he can patch that weakness. 
He can put preventative controls in place for that weakness, but that's impossible against a threat actor. And, and, and vice versa, if I believe that the weakness is a threat, then I can consider this to unmanageable. I can only put a sticker on the, on the window saying this, this property is monitored by CCTV or, or, or right, I'm putting the wrong controls against... Well, you're still putting the control on there, aren't you? You're putting a, a deterrent control on if you're putting the the, the, yeah, the notice up saying we're, we, we've got CCTV. No, that's a, it's not very strong, but it's a deterrent. Yeah, control. but does a deterrent control implemented on a weakness prevent the threat actor from hitting that weakness? No, because it's the wrong control. Yeah. <laughs> right? So therefore, it matters to identify the exact elements and, and identify what they are to be able to, to come up with the right control on the right time on the right place. So what what is the right control there? You've 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 got a deterrent control that, as you say, is is not deterring the the threat. Well, no, the, it's, it's not deterring. It's not preventing. So you've you've talked about CCTV there. You've got a a deterrent control that you've said it's not not effective against the the threat. So what sort of what type of control would you have? I know. I know. Um, what I I think I said. The CCTV is not is a deterrent control is not effective against the weakness. And the weakness in that case being what? The weakness could be something that is, is exploited. So the weakness of the application is that it's not able to detect that the network is down. Okay. It doesn't have this this capability. So the threat is the network is down. Okay. Now what's my deterrent control against the network being down? Well, that is uh, I don't know why why am I trying such a hard sample here? Um, a deterrent control could be that the application to the network says, "Don't be down, right? I'll sue you." Right. So you've got you've got a an agreement between the the application domain and the network domain, an SLA there that says, "You better not be down because." Yeah, it's quite exaggerated here. Would that work, deterrent? Well, maybe maybe it does. I'll fire you. <laughs> Uh, so the deterrent control is to is uh, is uh, is around the threat actor or the threat. Right. So we've um, we've got a we've got an exposed administration interface. Yes. We've got weak authentication on our exposed authentication interface. We have a banner before the login prompt that says, "You better not be doing anything bad. This is for legitimate use only." Bloody bloody blah. You've all, yeah. you've seen those. Those right. Yes. Okay, so that's the turn. So the weak is is the fact that we have poor authentication. Is that a weakness? Yes. Is that a control deficiency? The authentication is a control. If it's if it's deficient, then I, is that a control? That that would be a control deficiency. Right. So and yes, that would be a control deficiency. Or in other words, that would be the weakness that could be exploited by some crook, some bandit that says I'm going to misuse. The weakness here and the deterrent control is indeed then a banner before you log on that says don't do anything harmful don't be evil before you try to guess my two character password because i'm allowed those because i have a weak control no my nine character password maga 2020 exclamation mark yeah yeah that, that's a good one. Oh, i busted busted <laughs> yeah i uh, and i've only just changed it from you're fired <laughs> Yeah. Um, you Dutch researchers, I don't know. <laughs> something about the Dutch, isn't it? Um, so, um, but the assessing, identifying the proper element by knowing the SWOT 
we can determine what type of control should go where, which which also works for the positive side there, the opportunities and the strength. Well, I think it's also, as you say, the the response you have to them. You can work on a a weakness to reduce the weakness. You can look at ways of leveraging that weakness to turn it into a strength. But the way in which you address that weakness is different to the way in which you address a threat. Absolutely, yes. And that's and therefore, and, and yeah. if if you've got those miscategorized, you're you're trying to address them in the wrong way. You try to address them in the wrong way, and you put your money on the wrong place. Yes. And I guess the 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 same thing is going to apply on the on the positive side with the with the strengths and opportunities. Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Today we discussed the elements strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats and the differences between them. We would like to hear your feedback on this, so please leave a comment, and if you have a question, don't hesitate to reach out. If you have a suggestion for us to discuss, we'd be happy to consider. Our next topic is, as scheduled for now, going to be on Zero Trust. Until then, take care and stay safe.